0: Regular programming will not be seen this morning, so the National Broadcasting Company can kick off the holiday season live from New York City with our telecast of the spectacular 68th annual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade.
1: Keeps playing in my head, Matt. What keeps playing in your head, Jay? There was this song It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday by Boys to Men. Do you remember that?
2: Of course I remember that. It was a big part of my coming of age years.
1: <laughs> well, it keeps playing in my head because I miss Halloween. Uh, <laughs> you had a really great Halloween season, it seemed like. Yeah, but I know that a lot of people didn't. And everyone seems to be looking forward to the holidays already. I know I am. First, Thanksgiving.
2: Yes, Little Christmas as we call it in these parts.
1: Is that what you call it?
2: Well, I mean, maybe not out loud, but it's how I think about it.
1: (laughs) I just think of it as like pre-Christmas.
2: Pre-Christmas, Little Christmas. I think we're hitting the same ball there, you know?
1: (laughs) So yeah, Thanksgiving's coming up. A big one. Oh, is it? It's, like, particularly big this year? <laughs> is it? I don't know. I mean, no, I, I
2: guess it. not. It's just always big. The food is big, and... So how does somebody who no longer eats food handle Thanksgiving? All bets are off on Thanksgiving. All right, so you'll break for the eggplant parm, and... I
1: love all that food. I just eat tons on that day.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. You can't turn it down. That stuffing, man.
1: Oh, yeah. Mom's
2: stuffing. Mom's stuffing. only comes out once a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so good so i know that you're a big fan of the parades the macy's thanksgiving
2: day parade is one of my very favorite things like just of all time or just
1: about the holidays
2: i no, know of all time i love that parade i can't imagine thanksgiving without
1: it i know it's a big part of the holidays when you wake up on thanksgiving morning and it's on it just makes the day feel much more important. Yeah, and
2: these days, you know, you live tweet it, and it's just the greatest thing in the world. <laughs>
1: it's true. It's so true. Who's, who's
2: going to make a comment about the Power Rangers balloon first? Who's got <laughs> yeah. the most clever zinger? <laughs> yeah.
1: I just love the fact that once in a blue moon, something will happen that's like so me. A couple of years back, Kiss was on a float. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's right.
2: Gene Simmons on a fucking Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade (laughs) float.
1: This is just astronomical. I don't think anyone would have thought this would happen. Yes. So it gives me a really good chance to get excited.
2: And of course, on the show, we've talked about some parade segments that really moved us, like He-Man and the Joker.
1: Those are really big, monumental parts of the parade.
2: Yeah. And um, today on the Purple Stuff Podcast, we've decided to do a deep dive into one specific Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade.
1: Yes, yeah, so deep. And we're going to be doing 1994. A big
2: year for me, big year for you, a big year for alternative rock.
1: <laughs> to be honest, I think of 94 as just kind of like, eh, it's there. But when you watch this uh, parade, it might speak otherwise, you know?
2: Yeah, so the situation with this parade, I think, for both of us is that it's not perfect, but when you really pour over it, there are some things that grab us.
1: Absolutely, and we're going to get into them
2: tonight. Yeah, so before we start, I just want to give a shout-out to Fraggle Vision Returns from YouTube. Yes. Who uploaded the entire 1994 parade, as well as several other old Macy's parades, and we would not have been able to do
1: the show without her efforts. Yes, thank you very much. Fraggle. So who's going to get into it first?
2: Oh, well, I went first last time. That's true. So it looks like I'll
1: have to uh, kick things off.
2: Oh, wait, before we even do that, I think we should uh, set the stage. Yes. Our hosts were Willard Scott and Katie Corrick. Okay. The weather in New York City on that day was somewhere between 25 and 40 degrees.
1: Somewhere between 25 and 40. I guess it rose as the morning went on.
2: Right. I mean, I I, I couldn't find an exact estimate for those hours, but I did the it best of it. It was a, it's, it's I,
1: zero and 70 degrees. <laughs> Listen,
2: I'm giving you a 15-degree spread. It's not bad. This was like, what, 94? That's like 30 years ago. <laughs> What does
1: that have to do with the temperature?
2: How, look, it's not like I can grab yesterday's paper to find out what the weather was in 1994.
1: <laughs> oh, you could easily head into the Farmer's Almanac and get the exact temperature, but that's neither here nor there.
2: No, but the Farmer's Almanac should be the subject of another podcast.
1: Oh, yeah, that'll be a real exciting one.
2: <laughs> yeah, another day. Something to look forward to, guys.
1: Guys, we're going to count down our favorite temperatures (laughs) from all time.
2: Here are 10 things you could do with corn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that would laugh. I totally regret it.
1: (laughs) All right. So, yeah, Willard Scott, Katie Couric, it was 25 or 50 degrees. Who knows? Who cares?
2: So, now that the stage is set, I think we are ready to hear your first highlight from this parade.
1: Yes, here we go.
3: Number one.
4: Bob and Dolores have created a musical memory lane of his USO tours with their CD, Bob Hope Remembers. We're thrilled to welcome them to our parade family.
0: Okay. Fantastic. By going to Europe on a boat, did you not? did you perform for people on the yes. ship? Yeah. Well, did, did you see any of the folks uh, on the boat that you'd seen back in World War Two? Uh, well. I- <laughs> well, he was too young too young uh,
1: she lying to me? How long you been married? So my first highlight from this parade, Matt, actually ties back to your intro because you mentioned the host of the show Willard Scott and Katie Currick. Uh-huh. So if you watch the Macy's Parade and NBC, Willard Scott was always on when he was like the host for years. So there was a point where he's about to interview Bob Hope. Yeah oh, God. yeah <laughs> okay. So Bob Hope was older at that time and he was with his wife and Willard Scott goes to interview poor Bob Hope, who seems very relaxed and happy about things. Yeah. And he gets really up in his face, like totally invading his personal space. It was right up there. Yeah, right. In his face. But every time he asks him a question, he like pulls the mic away and he gives the mic to his wife.
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously there were some like hearing issues, but man, you are not exaggerating that. Like he is. It's not that he's holding the mic very close to Bob Hope's face. It's that Willard is holding his own face close <laughs> to Bob Hope's face.
1: He's literally an inch away from his face. I found it so bizarre.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely a thing to see. You notice it right away, and you have to remember, like Willard Scott. If someone out there has never seen him, he's like Bob Hoskins mixed with Mister Belvedere. So <laughs> it's a lot to take in at close range.
1: It is. He's and he's very. He's like overly animated and loud and boisterous. <laughs> it's, it's the scene so the <laughs> from Christmas Story when he's getting the fucking Santa's lap. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like, dude, chill. Number one, I can hear you. Number two, you're like seven feet tall. (laughs) Go away. (laughs) But Bob Hope, famous for so many years, did a lot of great things. And he always entertained the troops and whatnot. The man lived to 100 years old, okay? Yeah. So that was about almost 10 years after this parade took place, right? You never know if what Willard did kind of exacerbated whatever health issues Bob Hope had and then started to accelerate. Otherwise, Bob Hope might have lived to 110. Who knows?
2: It's totally true. It was was a bit much to watch. I mean, I think anybody of any age in any shape would have been slightly off-put by Willard Scott's performance on this day. (laughs) I did notice, however, that close talking was sort of a recurring theme during this parade.
1: Oh, yes. I totally noticed it in another thing. It was literally 10 seconds
2: later when Katie Cork was interviewing Tom Bosley. That's
1: it. That's yeah. the way. That's exa- it's, I thought the like same What did, thing. What did
2: some like, fucking director get on the, uh, the, the headset mics? Like, I want everybody to
1: stand right on top of the guests. <laughs> Father Dowling Mysteries is like making out with Katie Couric over there, <laughs> and that he's got his hand on her. Back. Okay, what is it with these people, man? Like, get step away. Yeah, step a, away. well, I mean, it was, a, it was a, it's a
2: big holiday, and they're sharing it together. They felt a closeness. <laughs> Maybe they were huddling
1: for warmth. I just love that Bosley came onto the screen with his sunglasses. You know. Oh, he's a cool motherfucker. Yeah, what a cool guy. He's like he's known for playing a dad on Happy Days, but he's still cool for an old man at yeah, that point. Yeah, he
2: chilling. He's like, yeah, I'm out here. It's eight in the morning. It's thirty degrees. But sure, let's shoot the shit about fucking God knows what, Katie. <laughs>
4: <laughs> He's a great guy to make your Thanksgiving a happy day. He's Tom Bosley. He's currently on Broadway playing the role of Belle's father in Disney's morning, Beauty and the Beast. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. You must be having a great time being oh, in that show. Oh, I'm having show. a
0: wonderful time, and uh, in fact, everybody in the show is having a wonderful time.
4: I want you to know I brought my little girl to see Beauty and the Beast a few months ago,
0: and I wasn't in the show. then. We
4: were so disappointed, but you were undergoing surgery, but you're feeling I, fine I'd now. I'd
0: have known. I'd have come right out of the hospital.
3: <laughs> Number two.
0: And now I want you to meet one of the great sex symbols of America, a man who needs no introduction, a guru of diet, a treater of holidays, ladies and gentlemen, Richard Simmons. Hi, oh, hi Willard, how are you doing? I cannot... Hi, everybody. I don't believe it. I've heard of losing your pants, but your whatever your shirt.
4: Well, this is this is my uniform. This is all I wear, and I really wanted to see this parade. I've never been this parade before.
0: You've got a tray full of goodies. Oh, like oh,
4: sure. These are my cookies. These are my new fat-free cookies from Walmart, and I brought them over so that everyone could have a little treat. It's, it's fat-free. T-
2: I think my favorite celebrity appearance in the entire 1994 parade was Richard Simmons. yes i'm serious he was only there for a minute he was there to plug his appearance on letterman that night and his line of low-fat walmart cookies which i know you were a big fan of back in the day
1: i never even had them those coconut macaroons (laughs) he did say that they were fat free like 11 times
2: oh well you know that's the big selling point you gotta push that gimmick
1: Oh yeah, especially back then when anytime you said it was fat free, it was like, oh, I can eat a million Holy of these. Holy shit, fat free. Get three boxes. <laughs> it's like you're eating air.
2: Oh my God. It's actually a negative calorie food. It's like celery. <laughs> <laughs> so Willard pulls Richard out of the crowd for this little interview, and the pop from that crowd, it is enormous. <laughs> CM Punk winning the title in Chicago, enormous. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, Richard is in his trademark shorts and tank top, despite the weather.
1: He's quite a character, that guy. I gotta be
2: honest, I've always kind of liked Richard Simmons. Sort of like the bright center of the universe.
1: He was introduced as one of the great sex symbols. <laughs> he was. <Yeah. laughs> Everyone back then had the calendar of him. <laughs> I will say that it really brought out how bad Katie Couric was at making jokes, because after that richard simmons gimmick they wrote a joke for her to say about how he was going to go up and down the parade route tossing his cookies i noticed that and it was such a bad delivery of the line and like then i realized every joke she made throughout the whole parade was completely terrible and it wasn't because because they were bad jokes It just that she couldn't deliver them
2: (laughs) oh that is just first of all i had such a crush on katie cork back then i kid you not
1: even with that bizarre hat she had on who dressed her it was terrible
2: she looked like someone out of dallas who are you kidding i'm surprised you didn't love that
1: no it's terrible miss
2: scullet over there
1: (laughs) (laughs) but i mean that joke could have hit otherwise but yeah i
2: guess the joke is that richard simmons is going to be vomiting up and down 34th street yeah that's what i'm saying interesting line to write for katie Maybe that's why, you know, she didn't want to deliver it. She didn't believe in it. I wouldn't want to say that Richard Simmons was about to do
1: that. (laughs) That's how bad the cookies are. (laughs) Thank you. Katie Curse
0: watching you right now. Hi, Katie. Hi, Richard. Katie, 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 baby. Whoa. Thank you
4: for that introduction, Willard. I understand Richard Simmons is actually going to toss his cookies along the parade route. To the spectators, that is. Anyway.
3: Number... Free.
4: This show is, of course, touring all around the country, and we're ready to rock and roll. Here's Brooke Shields and the cast of Broadway hit Grease.
0: Palace Boys and Betty Rizzo, leader of the Pink Ladies. Hey, Danny, I just saw your girlfriend
1: Sandy For my next highlight from the parade, Matt, it's kind of an offbeat choice for me. Mm-hmm. So at the time, there was a revival on Broadway of Grease. Right. That was the part of the parade when I was a little kid that I used to really just zone out. I would sit down and I would be very excited to see this parade. And then I realized it was always two hours of these dance numbers. Oh, freaking Broadway. Broadway. Like every year. Yes. You know, you're getting shoved down your throat with some Broadway dance number. Oh, it's terrible.
2: <laughs> it's just such a
1: slog. Where are my balloons? <laughs> <laughs> so so Vince Fontaine, the guy, he's a character in Greece, he comes up and he starts interviewing Brooke Shields, because she was starring in Greece at the time mm-hmm. as Betty Rizzo. Yes, she was. So I'm watching this, and she starts talking out of nowhere about how she's dating a tennis player, and she is going to graduate Princeton and all this stuff. So it was like an in-joke saying that she's dating Andre Agassi at the time. And
2: oh, is she... that what was going on? I just thought she was imitating Rizzo's
1: classic non-sequiturs. <laughs> it was, like, so, like, grown worthy for me at the time. Like, just, if you're playing Betty Rizzo from Grease, just be Betty Rizzo. She's super sarcastic. Like, yeah. she's one of the most appealing characters in that play. Because, she's like, she's, she's very nasty to people. She's got an attitude problem, you know? Yeah,
2: Rizzo is pretty much all I remember of Grease. So, yes,
1: I would agree with you. So, she worked in a little promo for the fact that she graduated Princeton. Mm-hmm. I hear about Princeton all the time, being from Jersey. Like, all oh, you hear, oh, I graduated Princeton. Like, okay.
2: You don't hear it from me.
1: Congratulations. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, the thing with Rizzo, like, you're saying that she wasn't really performing the part of Rizzo in that special Rizzo way. When she gets
1: on the mic, to me, she should be Rizzoing it up.
2: Well, I see. I guess I just got lost in the visual because, at least visually speaking, she was Rizzoed up.
1: Oh, she was, yeah. I
2: mean, it was like Rizzo by way of Dr. Frankenfurter. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was.
2: Also, I feel like that's a song that you probably have on rotation in your car.
1: Actually, I'm more of a fan of Grease 2. That was never on Broadway, so.
2: <laughs> uh, Grease 2, the Halloween 3 of the Grease franchise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> slow burn, but it's gotten there.
1: It's so good. Hey, Betty Rizzo, tell me, what
2: are
0: your plans when you graduate from Rydell? I don't know, I think- uh, graduate from Princeton. I don't know, maybe I'll uh, be a famous tennis player and who knows, you know, star in a Broadway
3: show. Yeah, you put that on your little
0: Christmas list and tell Santa all about it. <laughs> Number four. Hi, everyone. I'm so glad to be here in New York City. <laughs> and I have brought some friends with me today. Hi, Bob. Hi, Barty. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, BJ. Hi, Baby buff. <laughs> oh, Bob. I know what's going to make you happy. What's that, baby, Bob? Seeing your big balloon in the parade. Oh, dear, oh, boy. I can't.
2: So, I guess the biggest kid targeted musical number of the 1994 parade would have been Barney the Dinosaur Giant.
1: Oh, my God. I can't believe you picked this.
2: Barney? <laughs> So he had a big balloon in the parade, but he also had this full musical number right there in the street, along with BJ and Baby Bop, the trifecta, as I think you called them.
1: I did not call (laughs) them
2: that. No, No. the Holy Trinity. (laughs) So, Jay, they were there to sing their smash hit. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Was That
1: wasn't their smash hit. It That's was. It was like an original song. 10,000 years, that song.
2: So the reason I'm bringing this up, obviously, this was not in my wheelhouse in 1994. I am just much, much too old.
1: No, but... no. You couldn't have been in the Barney wheelhouse. No, I no, mean, no, I wasn't. Naming I fucking... yourself Dinosaur Dracula. <laughs> no,
2: there's no connection, believe me. Okay. But this was right around the time that my older brothers and sisters starting popping out babies. So I was constantly bombarded by Barney back then. Uh, like he was at every family event for years. Like we just had the videotapes on constantly. And you were bombarding. <laughs> yes, I was bombarded. Yes. So I was like, I I hated him so much. And even when I look at him now, I still hate him.
1: You know, I'm so glad you said that because I thought this was going to be like a 10 minute dissertation about how great barney is and why people should love him no but like no, i'm totally with you i hate barney i fucking (laughs) hated that purple motherfucker i couldn't (laughs)
2: fucking stand him like i'm in my early teens i'm trying to be edgy yeah and i'm stuck at these parties with fucking barney in the backyard gang singing these lullabies over and over again
1: yeah it was so bad it was a nightmare
2: yeah so as revenge i'm gonna give his appearance at the 1994 parade a big fat f (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I have to agree with you on that. Yeah. But you're so right because any kid, it doesn't matter who it was, was like obsessed with Barney at that time. He was like the Beatles in the 60s.
2: He was the, the Beatles. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it was so bad because it actually lasted for quite a long time. It, it was, wasn't just a flash in the pan. It
2: wasn't. That's actually what drove me nuts because like I was just turning, you know, I was in my tweens. So from my early tweens into my early teens, I'm just stuck with Barney yeah. all the time.
1: It was so bad. It was always on, too. Oh, right. So,
2: yeah, bringing this up sort of like as a confessional, I hate him. And I always will.
1: <laughs> Do they still have Barney?
2: I'm sure Barney is around in one form or fashion. I mean, I can't imagine that you could keep a dinosaur that exuberant down for long.
1: Well, you can't keep him down for long because did you see those jumps he was doing? It was like oh David Lee my... Roth in that costume. Oh my
2: god! are there fucking springs in the boots? What the hell is going yeah. on? It was amazing. He had like moon shoes on. Yeah, it was wild. I mean, this this I'll give I'll give him this. In a live performance setting, he delivers.
1: As a front man, he kicked butt up there.
2: Uh, you know, I'm gonna have to up it. It's a D, not an F. <laughs> <laughs>
0: If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you
3: know it, and your face will show it. If you're happy and you
4: know clap your hands. Number five. Kenny G serenades us from his new CD, giving us a holiday hint of things to come.
0: You think that's why they handed me this CD? Hmm.
1: Next for me, Matt, was the Humpty Dumpty float, but not, not because of Humpty Dumpty. It was because of who was on the Humpty Dumpty float. Are you familiar with this part? Uh,
2: yes, I am okay. familiar with this part. As soon as you said Humpty, I knew where you were going.
1: Yeah, and I wasn't talking about digital underground. <laughs> it, it wasn't digital underground. It was Kenny G, the famous saxophone guy.
2: The musical Pied Piper himself.
1: Yes. As this float was rolling down the street, you're like, well, it's just a big Humpty Dumpty. I, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And then you, you hear the saxophone and you see Kenny G on the float, right? When you look at it now, you're like, wow, the fame he had back then was to the point of like rock star level. Oh,
2: yeah. And he knew it, too. That smug look on his face. Oh, <laughs> he knew he was the shit.
1: But think about it, though. We lived in a world. Picture this. Go with me on this. I'm I'm trying. You're in the chair at the dentist and you hear a song with a guy playing a saxophone. Right. No lyrics, just the saxophone. Yeah. And you've got that air sucker in your mouth and you're miserable. Your mouth feels like hell. And this fucking saxophone guy's going nuts on the radio. On like 106.7 Light FM.
2: So based on that description, I'm guessing you weren't
1: a big fan of Kenny G? Well, no, I just think it's incredible that the guy who's playing the saxophone on the elevator music that you're listening to in the dentist was a fucking rock star.
2: Oh, I see where you're going. Yeah, you're right. It was almost uh, incongruous in some way.
1: Yeah, that guy was rock star levels to the point where he was on his own float. Yeah. And let's face it, this is a garbage float. This yeah, it's a, it's a not sword. like he was
2: boosted by the float. I mean, it's, it's Kenny G playing Winter Wonderland on a float with a Humpty Dumpty
1: theme. Like, what is the connection between any of these things? It was amazing that we had a guy playing sax who was a total. It's not like he was Slash. He kind of like, was. He was, the, yeah. <laughs> he
2: was the Slash of sax. He was a slacks.
1: When you're waiting for that float, you really think at that point, being it's the Thanksgiving Day Parade, it could be like the guys next door or hansen
2: yeah it could have been
1: but no it's this curly haired dude just chilling rocking out on his smooth jazz saxophone and he was at the peak of his existence
2: yeah and you know, we we're talking about the pops before like big respect pop for kenny g on this one from that crowd
1: let's just hypothetically say one of our listeners says geez you know i don't know who this guy is and then they look him up on oh, wikipedia yeah. let's just say the first thing it says He's one of the best-selling artists of all time.
2: Yeah, I mean, just... I, imagine looking up his net worth, how that would depress us. This guy has done it all, been it all, and
1: spent it all, Jay. <laughs> See, like, nowadays, it sounds like he's basically, like, saxophoning it in. But That's, back then... that's,
2: that's, that's fucking slander right there. Kenny <laughs>
1: G. Back then, he was edgy.
2: Uh, edgy, I, I don't know about edgy, but I will say this. Like, he came out there with a swagger because he knew that the entirety of New York was in the palm of his hands.
1: Yeah, it was like Jack Swagger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, let's be real, though. I was making fun of it a little bit. But when you think about it, if you're unsure of whether you would want to invest your time in listening to, let's just say, like that Kenny G Christmas album. Oh, it's good stuff. He starts playing Winter Wonderland on this float. And then right at that moment, it hits you immediately. It's like slipping into silk bedsheets. <laughs> the music is like slipping into silk bedsheets. Yeah. It's like, you know those chocolate truffle commercials where the chocolate is liquid and everybody's like swimming in it? Oh, it's like that.
2: Oh, I see, now I'm with you. Because when I listen to Kenny G, it does feel like I'm swimming in chocolate.
1: Willard Scott said to your girl, Katie Couric. Mm-hmm. I think we know what the G stands for. Oh my God, I heard that. I'm like, where are they going with this? Yeah, and he said, great. Yep. <laughs> like, total tiger. Yeah, and then, they, Like,
2: <laughs> Willard has this bad habit, and he does it a lot in this parade, where he, like, quotes some commercial tagline and then gives free advertising to whoever it's from because he doesn't just say great It's like great like in Frosted Flakes the great breakfast cereal available at your local supermarket right now and you can just hear it <laughs> and flip it out
1: they didn't pay for shit Willard <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck but though know, back then I really did think That when she said, like, I think we know what the G stands for, I thought they were talking about Snoop Dogg. Like, this is for the Gs, this is for the
0: Hustlers. And this is for the Gs, and this is for the Hustlers. This is for the Hustlers, now back to the Gs. This is for the Gs, and this is for the Hustlers. This is for the Hustlers, now back to the Gs. Freeze.
3: Number...
4: the character balloons are an important element of the parade they made their first appearance back in 1927 at the conclusion of today's parade the balloons will be deflated and stored in the macy's warehouse but in the early years when the parade was over the balloons were actually released into the sky where they exploded so much for recycling
1: i figured we'd cut in the middle and we could talk about some of our favorite balloons oh the the real stars of the parade exactly they're the real grabbers when you're a
2: kid. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if, if there's a bad lineup of balloons, it's a bad parade, no matter what the hell else they throw in there.
1: Yeah, they're the cream of the crop right there.
2: Yeah. So from the 1994 parade, did any of these balloons strike you as particularly
1: interesting? There was definitely some interesting ones. Like, you know, they had Spider-Man, big fan of Spider-Man, Yeah, but you're... he's he's always there, usually. Yeah, yeah, I mean, not always.
2: Old, but... old faithful.
1: Yeah. But I thought one thing that was interesting was Sonic, because this was supposed to be his second appearance. But the first appearance, which was the year before, there was this big disaster. I don't know if you heard about that.
2: I I don't think the uh, balloon ever made it live on TV because of what happened. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It injured like a couple of people and the balloon was like totally damaged. So this was like the real true debut. Of sonic
2: and it was a big debut like he had the music going and they totally gave him a shout out mm-hmm. i think willard called him the hippest and coolest thing around
1: <laughs> then you know it's true
2: yeah so one of mine then as always was garfield
1: yeah garfield was looking extra huge
2: extra huge yeah i guess this was before they really shrunk down the balloons because they kept hitting into things mm-hmm. but yeah he's giant and for me that balloon has always been, like, the symbol of Thanksgiving. Oh, really? Yeah, I just associate it so much with this time of year. In particular, I wanted to point out that if you look close at the shots of the Garfield balloon and you put your eyes downward, you'll Mm -hmm. notice that everyone that's dragging him along is dressed in, like, the worst Garfield costume.
1: They actually did that for some of the other ones, too. Yeah, Yeah, it's like an army
2: of little versions of the balloon. Yeah, like, the Garfield costume is so bizarre, it's like... (laughs) Instead of it being just a cat mask, it's like a neck mask with a cat head on top of it. So the Garfield head is like on top of your visible head.
1: Did you say a neck mask?
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's like your mask is actually of Garfield's neck. Your entire head becomes Garfield's neck, and then his head is on top of this giant long neck.
1: All right, so can I look this up? Yeah, you have to see it. I got to see this. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He was enormous. Very, I just, very big. I'm looking at it now. He was. He, I just dialed it up here. I'm trying to wait for a uh, a little zoom in to these creatures that are guiding him along the yeah, street. It's, it's they're very strange. <laughs> Neck masks. I see them now. They look more like chickens. Right. They're very strange. They could have just got Ben Cooper masks for that matter. Well, that's
2: what I'm saying. It's like it looks like mm, that doesn't look like a comfortable way to spend your morning of Thanksgiving.
1: Well, I mean, none of this is a comfortable way to spend your Thanksgiving morning. Listen, if
2: you if you work at Macy's, you got to take one for the team. But there's no reason to dress them like mutant cats.
1: <laughs> I think one that we should mention though is uh, Ronald McDonald,
2: mm-hmm. the big man himself.
1: What makes this one interesting is. The balloon itself was all cockeyed, so his feet were all the way up in the air, and it was like he was doing, like, a headstand or a handstand. Well, I
2: mean, I took it as that's how he's supposed to look, but it's still, it's a little bizarre.
1: No, I thought he was supposed to look that way, too, because he had balloons and it looked like he was floating up into the air. Right. It just didn't look right. It looked bizarre. No, and they... he
2: looks like he's practicing some, like, Kama Sutra thing. <laughs>
1: They said he must have been eating too many double cheeseburgers, oh, but I man. thought if that was the case, he would be falling, yeah. not floating
2: up in the air. Man, did Willard just, like, start, like, raving at the writers?
1: Who's making me say this bullshit? Well, that was actually uh, Katie, I think. But oh. the thing is, is that Willard was the original Ronald McDonald. <sighs> That's
2: right. Back when Ronald had, like, it. a pizza yeah. box on his head and, like, a Dixie cup over his nose. <laughs>
1: Seeing this whacked out version of Ronald McDonald was just not the way to sell burgers to me at that time. It would have been great if they had a McNugget Buddy balloon.
2: I would have totally been down for a even even just like a regular non anthropomorphized chicken nugget, just a big fucking hunk of floating chicken <laughs> in the sky, and yes, <laughs> best balloon ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you and i would be like grabbing for it <laughs> <laughs> mommy
2: so um my other big balloon was snuggle bear oh okay of snuggle fabric softener fame mm-hmm. so as i have said on the show uh, on a different episode i grew up desperately wanting my own pet snuggle bear yes just the cutest little motherfucker on television. <laughs> and, interestingly his thanksgiving balloon was for whatever reason Designed to give Snuggle Bear like blood red eyes. Oh, is that true? It is. It's very creepy. He looks like a like it's like a Terminator endoskeleton. No, it's not. You look him up, you don't believe me. This thing is it's a little (laughs) (laughs) off-putting.
1: Oh geez, you're right. He has he does have blood-red eyes. (laughs) He does look like he should be in a horror film as the murderer.
2: Yeah, and it's such a shame because if you zone out and don't look at his eyes, It's such a great balloon. He's in his stocking. He's all cute. And then it's like you look in his face and it's just doom.
1: (laughs) It might be light brown. Maybe you're exaggerating. Those things are
2: fucking red. They're not light brown. If you use one of the Photoshop droppers on the stocking and the eyes, you get the same exact fucking code.
1: But see, here's the thing. I don't know why you don't actually like it because it feels like you and him could really relate on a different level now.
2: (sighs) God, I know. My eyes always are red. (laughs) maybe i'm becoming him you and snuggle bear have a lot in common i'm furry and i have red eyes <laughs> holy shit i'm fucking demon snuggle bear
1: and you hide in stockings
2: i do we both wear <laughs> stockings me and snug that's right none other
4: than snuggle sponsored by Lieber brothers company snuggle is 58 feet tall by 32 feet wide
0: keeping warm in his 40-foot Christmas stocking. That's I right, Willard. Let us borrow
4: it. He's ready for winter in New York City. You better
0: believe it, Kitty. Hey, hey, hey. And he's warm from the inside out. He's got 11,000 cubic feet of helium cooking inside
3: that stocking. Whoa! <laughs> Number
0: seven.
4: So the skeleton warriors may look tough, but they're fighting for the good guys, Willard. You aren't scared of them, are you?
0: Oh, no, not a bit. Not as long as they're on our side.
4: Well, I can guarantee it.
2: My absolute favorite part of the entire 94 Parade was the random appearance by the Skeleton Warriors. Yes. So I am not sure how many of our listeners remember Skeleton Warriors, but it was like a combination cartoon and toy line. Mm -hmm. And it didn't exactly like set the world on fire, but it was still way cool. Picture the Deadites from Army of Darkness with extra accessories, and that's what they all looked like
1: yes they were very creepy especially for like a young kids show
2: this is exactly what i was going for what you said is very important because there's no easy way to work those monsters (laughs) into a macy's parade (laughs) like there's just no way to do it
1: yeah and out of every toy line that could have been promoted that's the one that they picked
2: like there's nothing you could do to the skeleton warriors to make them anything but terrifying so what we get in the parade is this teensy little missile-shaped car. It's on screen for, like, maybe five seconds.
1: The missile-shaped car has appeared many, many times. So I assume it belongs to Macy's. It's probably one of those throwbacks to some of the earlier ones. And they just continue to use it for, like, things that they don't have a float
2: for. Oh, you're kidding. So that's, like, a stock car? It's not even a Skeleton yeah, Warriors car? Yeah. So that makes us like, even weirder. So, like, you know, for all intents and purposes... Just picture the skeleton warriors rolling down fucking 34th street in a like open hooded Cadillac. <laughs> and
1: these guys are like costume characters and yeah. they are the scariest things. The first guy, he has this real sinister look on his face. I don't know the characters names. I did see the show though, when I was younger, but
2: yeah, I forget their names too. I'm sure there were some plays on the words bones and <laughs> pelvic or whatever. <laughs>
1: or skinny Skin, skinny pelvic <laughs> so the first guy was creepy looking had a real creepy look but then the second guy his costume it actually looks like he's standing there like and he's a skeleton
2: well are you talking about the guy in the back of the car yeah yeah i don't even know what that is like i'm trying to figure out is there a human being in this suit or is it I... like some sort of animatronic cuz it is
1: out of this world it's like yeah, something it out of a like... fucking the mist <laughs> It totally looks like an animatronic because his arms are just moving back and forth. Like it is. I don't know if you can keep your arms like that. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean,
2: the thing is, he's not, they're not just moving back and forth. He's waving to the kids in the audience. And they're <laughs> like, you can kind of tell it's like, he's not getting many waves back.
1: They're screaming. <laughs> what the fuck is that?
2: <laughs> I've seen, you know, a lot of Macy's parades Pretty much seen them all since the day I was born. Yeah, I don't know if there's ever been a featured fucking guest as spooky as that skeleton warrior.
1: <laughs> and it looks like the animatronic one had like a napkin attached to his face. Or yes, something.
2: yes, something happened with his. Like I think he was wearing a. You know, you mentioned those ascots in the last episode. I think he had one of those, and it sort of folded upward. <laughs> so he's got like this white fucking handkerchief across half his face, and it just makes it look so much creepier.
1: Are these guys villains or were they the baby faces?
2: Katie Cork whether she was right or wrong, did say that they were heroes friendly oh, of, of some okay. sort. I All don't right. know, though. I thought that guy in the back was a bad guy. But then again, it's just they
1: look so bad. They just look scary. Yeah, so,
2: yeah. It's so funny that this moment is just it's so blink and you miss it. It just yeah. happens and then it's off the screen. But you never forget that sight
1: it really does happen very quickly and they barely mention it
2: yeah no no fanfare from katie or willard and you would think because like skeleton warriors sound like they'd be up their alley nothing <laughs> it does you think they're big fans of that show yeah i mean if willard's quoting a frosted place commercial maybe that's where he was getting the quote from watching skeleton warriors <laughs> on fox 5 new york <laughs>
3: Number eight.
0: Isn't it? I gotta always constantly remind the audience that my favorite morning television personality was a cheerleader extraordinaire. <laughs> Takes a big guy to appreciate the big apple and we got a foot full for the World Wrestling Federation's new generation superstars featuring Paul Bearer, <laughs> The Undertaker, Razor Ramon, Lex Luger, British Bulldog, Doink and Dink. And New York City Daily News columnist, The Slammer. The floats furnished with the fine folks, of guess where?
4: The New York Daily News. I didn't
1: know you could read from here. So I might wager to say that the most notable float on the entire show, even more so than your skeleton warriors, mm-hmm. was the WWF superstars on the Daily News float. Oh, can't disagree. Now, you reminded me that they were even, I don't even remember this. But Paul Bearer, Doink the Clown, Dink, Razor Ramon, or as Willard Scott calls him, Razor (laughs) Raymond. Paul Willard. Lex Luger and the British Bulldog all on this float, hamming it up, right? Razor Ramon's fully in character. Yep. Just totally hamming it up. And (laughs) interesting note, though, they had this other guy that you were telling me about. He was like a guy from the Daily News. And I don't even remember him, but can you describe what he was dressed
2: as okay so in the new york daily news newspaper there was this wrestling columnist called the slammer for all i know he's still doing columns but back then he did every week yeah and that was his byline the slammer and they had a picture of a guy in a jason mask (laughs) i believe this marked the first and probably only time that the slammer made a live appearance (laughs) he's wearing like a total fucking jason mask and he's carrying a big prop newspaper
1: How is this not, like, everywhere posted, like,
2: on BuzzFeed? Exactly. (laughs) When I came across it, I'm like, what are you? I can't believe that this is just sitting in plain sight. (laughs) The fucking Undertaker on a parade float. (laughs) The funny thing is, now, knowing what we know about these guys, it's hard to imagine that most of them were too thrilled about this uh, potential parade float appearance on Thanksgiving morning. Of course, it's they're not thrilled because the night before they were at Survivor Series. That's right. 94 was the eve.
1: 1994 was the last time Survivor Series took place on Thanksgiving Eve. And I have been really upset about it ever since because it really gave me a tradition to look forward to the night before Thanksgiving. Because when I was young, I didn't really go out. Thanksgiving Eve, I was like at home. I wanted to smell all the food and steal things that my mom was making. Of course. You know? (laughs) (laughs) So I just sat there watching wrestling. It was awesome. Didn't at
2: one point it actually happen on Thanksgiving too? Yes. Yeah, I remember those early, early ones.
1: Yeah, now it's nowhere near it.
2: Yeah, it's totally not even like really countable as a Thanksgiving tradition anymore. Yeah. Can I just tell you my favorite subtle bit about this float? Yeah, no, go ahead. Uh, The surprise friendship shared between Doink the Clown and Paul
1: Bearer. I was thinking that same thing. Like, why is it? Was it Babyface Doink? It
2: was Babyface Doink by that point, I believe. But it's just bizarre to me because Doink is not standing with Dink. Paul Bearer is nowhere near The Undertaker. And they're like totally buddy-buddy, arms around each other, just fucking going ballistic. Like, they're so happy to be able to, like, finally have an act together.
1: (laughs) I know Doink was just chewing on his gum and laughing and just... Yeah, everyone was very jovial.
2: Yep. Burtis Bulldog, arms in the
1: air. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Razor was like cutting promos to the camera. Yeah,
2: he was all dressed up. He had the real Scarface thing going. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think one of the interesting things to talk about is the fact that not only did they end Survivor Series, because they were in Texas, right? Yeah. They had to get to New York to do this parade. And then there was a house show in Ohio later that night. Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, my God. These poor guys. Nowadays, I don't even think they do stuff like that. That's insanity. (laughs) Like, But it's Thanksgiving. Let the guys go home and eat with their family.
2: I mean, it's, it's kind of like I'm sure if they let people volunteer, they would have filled up that float. So who knows? Maybe they wanted to be there. It was good exposure.
1: Oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah. And it was just good promotion.
2: Yeah, and I'm guessing like they expected to be on camera a little longer because like man, did they that float like actually sped up as like as soon as they start focusing on it, it just like was out of frame.
1: Yeah, get them off, get them off the screen, get those skeleton warriors back. Oh
0: yes, Jim Cornette, Master Fuji, I hear you're having problems with Yokozuna. He's scared of the casket. He's worried about Chuck Norris. He's scared of my
3: Undertaker! Oh, and I wonder why!
0: Number nine.
4: Here's a funky conga line of clown elephants led by their very own ringmaster.
0: And here's a quartet of jack in the boxes Looks like clowns are popping. Let's check them out. Gotta
2: give a quick shout-out to my boy Gumby. <laughs> yo gums yo gumby there's a portion of this parade where you just see this endless army of clowns running around right and for whatever reason among those clowns and i mean it's literally 100 clowns there is one <laughs> costume gumby who is never mentioned <laughs> by the hosts and if you ask me obviously should not have been there you told me about this and then i'm like looking i'm like yeah why is he there there and... is no logical explanation <laughs> The dude is completely out of sync with everything going on around him.
1: (laughs) Do you think he was one of those like 42nd Street costume characters?
2: That's what I'm getting at. I feel like it's just somebody who had a Gumby costume and said, you know what? I'm going to sneak into this fucking parade.
1: No one's going to say a damn thing. (laughs) Yeah,
2: it's Joe from Perth Amboy.
1: It was like when we were talking about Michael Myers showing up uh, when trick or treaters are out. It's like no one knows or cares because he's in a mask. Listen,
2: if you're working security at the Macy's Parade in 1984 and Gumby walks past, you're going to think he belongs there. Yeah,
1: exactly. So it's just,
2: it's like, it's so funny though because like this clown sequence is, I guess, like a minute and a half, two minutes long. And Gumby is just running like it's like a football (laughs) game, making sure he stays in camera shot.
1: (laughs) Well,. I think it's interesting that you mentioned that he was just kind of like all over the place going crazy because to seem like you are acting a little bit wild – amongst those clowns who had no choreography whatsoever. They were literally just jumping around. Being yeah, they definitely they hadn't
2: really uh, instructed <laughs> the clowns on how to perform this no, one.
1: They were just like spinning around and jumping up and down. There yeah. was nothing to it.
2: Even if you just remove Gumby, it's still a noteworthy segment because it's it's, it's like an attack of clowns. <laughs> no rhyme or reason just all, and there's not like even a dozen not even two dozen. I mean, there were like 60 fucking clowns here. <laughs> and then one Gumby
1: (laughs) it would have been so much better if it was Gumby and Goo and Prickle that was what was driving me crazy because I'm like the first
2: time I watched I'm like well if there's a Gumby there's got to be a Prickle there's got to be a Goo there's got to be a Pokey I'm I'm sitting there I'm trying to like make my eyes dart between these fast moving clown targets and no it's just Gumby yeah (laughs) so Gumby just a quick shout out I did notice you and you did great
3: (laughs)
0: He's here, and he will be sure to
3: stay. Come deep. let's all see what
0: magical games he can play. Number 10. Hey Dear Valley, thank you so much. La 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 the turkey's here. The turkey float is celebrating its 22nd appearance in the Macy's parade, and it's furnished by Let me guess, yes, the yes?
4: Butterball Turkey
1: i think the most underrated float in this entire parade and not only this one that we're talking about but like all of them is the tom turkey float which is just a giant turkey with his wings flapping that one i think needs to be discussed
2: (laughs) okay can i just start by saying how much i love the fact that out of everything featured in this five hour Macy's parade (laughs) the turkey
1: float is one of the things that really grabbed you Well, okay. so here's my reasoning by that. It's a Thanksgiving parade, but nobody talks about this giant turkey with googly eyes. Yeah, you're right. It is is something. Now that you mention it. Mm hmm. (laughs) not only that his name is tom turkey his left eyelash is bonkers going up and down and up and down yet his right one doesn't move basically at all so it makes him look completely insane
2: yeah he's uh well he's definitely looks like something's going through his head
1: (laughs) i think he's having like something go wrong in his
2: head yeah it's a cold morning (laughs) what am i doing out here why am i so big how could butterball sponsor me
1: He's going into convulsions. That's a problem.
2: Yeah, he is. It's almost like it's like one of those toys where you roll it across the ground and it does weird things with its head. So <laughs> yeah, it's just like forced. Side the broken. longer it rolls, the more its head <laughs> just goes crazy. Yes.
1: But I really do think that the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade should roll with this gimmick. It should, they should make him the focal point. You know, it's Thanksgiving – This needs to be much bigger than it is. Make him the crazy turkey of Thanksgiving that everyone loves because he has googly eyes and it looks like he's having health issues.
2: I'm with you. We need plush
1: dolls, everything. No, seriously, I'm shocked that it's not more of a big deal to people because like I know a lot of our friends love Thanksgiving and I rarely hear people talking about how they can't wait to see Tom Turkey and his freaking googly eyes.
2: The worst part is, I think we all do look forward to Tom Turkey. It's just that we take him for granted. And that's what you're getting at. We have to stop yeah. just assuming that Tom Turkey's always going to be there. He needs
1: a lift. He's almost like the original kind of predecessor to... You know the Philadelphia Flyers mascot, Gritty? Oh, yeah. He's a world-renowned superstar now. Yep. He's taken the world by storm. Tom Turkey never got his due, this poor guy. Like, he's given us the side eye because he knows he's going to get eaten. Yes. But, like first he's gonna get baked which isn't a bad thing to get baked before you get eaten or before you
2: record a show about the 1994 macy's day parade
0: <laughs> butterball presents the spirits of the first turkey lovers dost thou smell turkey <gasps> Tis beautiful thou cannot judge turkey by the beauty of its skin indeed it could be dry but this is the Butterball Turkey. Mm. Always plump and juicy because it's deep basted where hand basting can't reach. <laughs> Number 11. I don't know what to eat first. Take a look. Sugar cookies, perhaps. The donuts or the peppermint shtick.
4: It all looks very fattening, Willard, and I thought you were on a diet.
0: I don't think so today. I can dream if I want. Dunkin' Donuts have got a number for us this time. The Tasty Float makes up holiday treat with NBC stars Liz Torres and the John Maricette Show. That is my favorite show, by the way. All the way to the North Pole, scrumptious, good stuff. That's Fred the Baker. Sing hilly, ho, Let's ring in the season of cheer. It's time to be merry. So, this merry.
2: is just a minor little moment, but I had to bring it up. There's this combination parade float musical number, and it's sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the float looks like Candyland basically. It's like, you know, candies and sweets and shit. And it has a bunch of people on it singing. Like, it's this big choreographed Christmas number yes but also on the float is fred the fucking baker from the old dunkin donuts commercial
1: yes he was there
2: yeah the time to make the donuts guy time to make the donuts dunkin donuts are always fresh i made the donuts and just for starters i cannot say that fred looked uh, entirely happy to be there <laughs> it seemed like it might have been a last minute decision by some suit at dd yeah, because like, you like, need him there. Right, no, right. totally need him there. Well, the reason I say this is because he clearly was not considered when they built this act. It's right. like you had this amazingly choreographed musical number with all these people singing and dancing, and then on the float with them is Fred the Baker,
1: and he has no idea what to do with himself. It would have just made so much more sense if they tried to replicate, like, a Dunkin' Donuts counter and then in the back, there's the donuts and the treats. So he could stand in front and he's about to say, time to make the donuts. And then all the donuts and the treats come alive and they start singing and dancing. That would have made more sense.
2: Yeah. If he was going to just stand in place looking stressed out, it would have made much more <laughs> sense to put him behind the counter at work
1: <laughs> Exactly. than
2: on this like Candyland float where people are just like from another world singing around him. <laughs> It's just such a pisser. Like, Fred should be the focus of your float. You got Fred the Baker. To get Fred the Baker on Thanksgiving morning, how much money they had to put
1: into that? I think we really need to talk about how it wasn't time to make the donuts, because that was like four hours before.
2: Yeah, you're right. It was a little late for donut making. But, you know, it's Thanksgiving. You got to let people sleep in a little bit.
1: (laughs) Those donuts were stale by that time.
3: Number 12.
0: Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, here he comes. The man for whom this whole thing was designed 68 years ago. You better watch out. You better not shout and cry. Santa Claus has arrived. He's blowing at Harold Square like a nor'easter. Look at that pageantry. It's a spectacle to behold.
4: What a great looking Santa, huh, Willard? The 1994 holiday season has officially begun.
0: Oh happy thanksgiving we
2: love you really amazing as usual jay the parade ended with the arrival of santa claus yeah it did
1: as it does every time yes yes
2: um you know every santa brings his own special something to the macy's parade how do you think the one from 1994
1: did he was okay one thing I, i gotta mention is that he's a santa clone Because he's not the real Santa.
2: No, certainly not the real Santa. Even by Thanksgiving, real Santa is much too busy for this local nonsense.
1: (laughs) Santa Claus is actually the top build star of the Thanksgiving Day Parade. It's almost like you could have Jennifer Lopez, Beyonce, Ariana Grande, everybody singing all at once. Doink the clown. (laughs) You could have every famous person. And still, Santa Claus is the top build superstar.
2: Look, he's the main event, man. Yeah,
1: but Tom Turkey should be, is all I'm saying.
2: Yeah, it should go Santa, Tom Turkey, Paul Bear, Donk the Clown.
1: (laughs) So I think he did. He did. All right. He did. He wasn't. I don't think he blew me away.
2: No, but I think he might have blown himself away because he seemed a little bit like he was half blotto to me. (laughs) Lots of erratic waving. He couldn't
1: sit still. Maybe it was the Santa Claus from Miracle on 34th Street. That's what maybe that's how you were going for that reference. That's right. Yeah, man's got to do something to keep warm.
2: Yeah, yeah, he saw that fucking All in the Family episode with Archie in the basement. He knows the drill. (laughs) Whenever you thought of the Santa, his appearances were always important because it meant that we were now in the Christmas season.
1: It's true. I think what detracted from my... Love for this. I do get excited for the Christmas season, but he was sitting on this scary bird and I just felt weird the whole time. It was, well, see, giant, I
2: didn't even notice that. Oh my
1: god, it's this giant, scary bird that you don't know if it's going to come alive and start flying at you. That was the most petrifying part to me.
2: So it was Santa on a bird and the bird was being carried by reindeer.
1: It was very weird because usually he's like in a sleigh. But this time he was sitting inside of a giant bird.
2: Yeah, I'll have to go back and look at that. That's that. I can't believe I missed it. You would think I would notice Santa sitting in a big giant bird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I guess the giant bird didn't catch you because you were so caught up in the fact that it's almost Christmas.
2: Oh, yeah. That's what I loved most about that parade. Because like, as soon as it was over and you saw Santa, you knew you could... Start obsessing over like trees and lights and Snoopy and presents
1: and Sears catalogs oh, and
2: the Sears list book. Yeah, get me a pen and a pad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look at
4: Santa, the crowds are going wild for him, as they great? do every year at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade.
0: <laughs>
2: So, Jay, those were the highlights from the 1994 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade?
1: Yes, they were.
2: I have to be honest, I think we were a little shaky about this one going in, but now that we've done it,
1: there were some good highlights. It was pretty uh it was pretty good. It was better than I remembered it to be.
2: Yeah, let me take a look at what you brought to the table and try to name the best thing.
1: Okay, you do that.
2: <laughs> All right. What do we got here? We have Kenny G. Yes. Tom Turkey. Yeah. Who I'm just going to put aside for now because, I mean, I don't think anybody on the planet is as big a fan of Tom Turkey as you. (laughs) This is your own island. Uh, We had Willard Scott close-talking Bob Hope with a sidebar to Katie Cora close-talking the guy from Happy Days. Tom Bosley. Tom Bosley. Not to be confused with Tom Turkey. Uh, We had Brooke Shields in Greece talking about her college degree and her tennis-playing boyfriend. (laughs) And was that it? I think
1: that was it. Oh, Oh, and the last one, of course. What am
2: I even going through the rest of your list? Obviously, my pick is the WWF Daily News float. Yeah, that was Uh, a good one. Just the absolute standout moment of this or perhaps any parade.
1: That might be the one and only time, right? That they were wwf superstars were i I think they
2: actually came back later but by the time they came back they certainly were not in that cheesy new generation era which you know is so much fun looking back on now
1: i love the new generation
2: yeah and that was like concentrated new generation yeah yeah so that's definitely my pick if anyone is going to seek
1: out anything from this parade it's got to be that float definitely all right now i'm going through your highlights from the 94 parade and it really is quite a list. It's a very mixed bag here. We got your idol, Richard Simmons. Uh-huh. Barney, the dinosaur who we can't stand. Mm-hmm. Skeleton Warriors, mm-hmm. the scariest uh, float people ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the illegal Gumby. Yes, legal Gumby. And Fred the Baker on the Dunkin' Donuts float. Yeah. Gosh,
2: I don't feel like Fred went over that well. <laughs> I was expecting a bigger pop, you know, on the show for Fred the Baker.
1: <laughs> uh, I I think for me it's gonna probably be Skeleton Warriors. It's gotta be Skeleton Warriors. It's like it's
2: really hard to put into words on an audio show what this meant, right? But if anyone goes and looks this up, they're gonna say that's it. I've yeah. never seen anything like this, and I never will again.
1: <laughs> and that really is one of those things; it's just going to be like lost to the ages. But that's why we got to give it some props right now.
2: Yeah, I feel like both the skeleton warriors and WWF things, yeah, were overall some of the best parade moments in the past forty years. Past forty years past 90 past 90 years back when they had fucking eddie Cantor balloons (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so i'm gonna put you on the spot right now okay the 2018 macy's thanksgiving day parade is coming yes let's assume that they had not already established what balloons are going to be in it And you got to elect a character or person that is not Alexa Bliss and is not from uh, the Halloween franchise.
1: It's funny you said that, because the only thing I have written down is, which balloons would you want to see?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Then we're on the same page.
1: Yeah, so I have two choices here. Okay. Uh, One is kind of like a cop-out, but the first one that I like to see is, there's this character, Dart, in Stranger Things. And I would love to see that to kind of promote the next season of Stranger Things.
2: Okay. I and mean, you know, the funny thing is, I could actually kind of see that happening.
1: The second one would be just a giant red balloon, and it would be advertising it too. Oh,
2: God. That would have been brilliant. And they could the have had, like, you know how they had all the costume Garfield guys on the ground? They could all they be the scary clowns. Costumes. Yep. Because, yep. of course, they would have scary clowns at the Macy's Parade. <laughs> And there'd be one Gumby in there with them. Yeah. (laughs) Those are good balloons.
1: Yeah, thanks. How about you?
2: Huh. I wish I had considered what my answers would be when I came up with the question. Um,
1: (laughs) Did you pick anything?
2: Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't come up with anything. I guess I'm going to have to go with one of my old standbys. And it's Amy from Congo. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe Congo's getting a Scream Factory deluxe release, and for some reason, they're going to spend $200 million on a prairie balloon. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well i wish you luck in that i don't know if it's ever gonna happen but no maybe
2: <laughs> so our choices were amy and uh red balloon
1: yeah or dart from stranger Things. or dart from stranger things good i think that's yeah. a solid list yeah i think so too so it's been a great show and the holidays are coming up but one thing that we want to mention before we get out of here we have something to tell everybody right matt
2: yes we are nervous about it but we have started a patreon for the show
1: we have and so that's going to be up there if anybody wants to check it out uh we'll have more to come on that
2: yeah it's going to we tell them where it's located now or not yet? yeah let's do that sure i believe it's uh patreon.com slash purple stuff and you'll get all the details there on supporting the show
1: financially <laughs> So thanks for listening to the Purple Stuff Podcast. I am Jay from the Sexy Armpit. And I am Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. See you next time.
3: for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast.